Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. But what I realize is um, people immediately, and I think this is, uh, is human nature, immediately look for what is comfortable and look for what's familiar. And everybody's guilty of that. I have that too. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beit Yong. Welcome to episode 33 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you're new to the show, we're glad to have you here. We're about to wrap up season one and we're glad that you still had the time to catch us on our last few episodes. But before we start, I'd like to give you a heads up. This this is an adult podcast, so make sure that there's no kids around when you're listening to this. Now let's begin because we're going international on this one because we're going to be talking to a Filipina executive who is a vice president in a bank in Singapore. And today, we're going to be talking about the hustle of a Filipina executive abroad. But before we begin, I'd like to apologize in advance because we recorded this episode outside, specifically by the Singapore River. And by that, that means there's going to be a lot of background noise and and weird noises that you're going to hear. But I guarantee you the learnings in this episode is still going to be top-notch. Because our guest today is none other than Ms. Taj Mahal Aquino. 
And like what I mentioned, she is a vice president in a big bank in Singapore. And today she's going to be sharing how she started out her career being a radio DJ. And she's also going to be talking about how that opened up a lot of doors for her, even if she was still studying in school. She will also share the challenges she had to go through while being a working student and how she got the opportunity to migrate to KL and work there in the BPO industry. Then after that, Taj is also going to be sharing with us the perspective of how Filipinos work abroad and the adjustments they have to make when they're working away from their families and how a Filipino can rise above and be on top of a corporate ladder even if they're not at home. Taj is also going to be touching a lot of pressing issues of how Filipinos interact with their family at home, like sending money back, how's the perspective of people that have worked in a foreign country, and how can you be still patriotic even if you're not at home. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of a Filipina executive abroad, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are outdoors, so if you hear that background noise right now, that's not, you know, ambient noise. That's actually the Singapore River right now at the moment because, again, this is probably the first time I'm from. I, I can't do this in the Philippines. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Doing, no, it's fine. And um, we're here with someone I look up to dearly because Aww. this person gave me a break. When I first applied... In my first job ever, first interview, she was the one who interviewed me. Uh, it was a call center, first job interview ever. And luckily, I passed. I was just 18 years old. And welcome to the show, uh, Miss Taj Mahal Aquino. It's so weird you're calling me Miss. It's yeah. so weird. Okay, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Mister. Mister Taj Mahal. No, but Taj, welcome to the show. Welcome to Hustle Thank Share. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Oh my God. I mean, the minute you said that we right. first met when you you were applying for the job, like right. everything just started replaying of how proud I am of you. Oh, like, thank oh, how you. far you've come. Yeah. Oh, we From have Philippines a... to Singapore. That's far. Four oh, hours. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, but again, you, you, I, today we're going to be discussing the hustle of a Filipina OFW executive, right? Yeah. And this is important because a lot of guests that I've had in Hustle Share were, were, were people who studied abroad, uh, people who, you know, had a very good exposure of how it is being abroad. But I want to understand how it is like when you're a Filipina, because again, there's always a stigma about Filipinos, right? Uh, that we always get put in one bucket uh-huh. in terms of the totem pole of how people are doing uh-huh. work abroad. Mm-hmm. But I want to break that stigma that, hey, you can be someone and you don't have to be an entrepreneur uh-huh. to, to, to be there, but you can do it your way uh-huh. and choose your own path, right? Yeah. And that's what I w- sort of want to do that. But before I get that, I, I, I get carried away. Taj, what's your hustle? Okay, right now I'm a first vice president for uh, one of the biggest banks in the region okay. and the headquarters is here in Singapore 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 yeah. you yeah. know and um, I do actually project management and business management oh wow so that's where we talk about you know like how what solutions we need to develop how we go to the market and make sure everybody's on the same page etc yeah that's that's amazing but 
I didn't know you as such because you were you were doing HR shit before and whatnot in the first in when when I met ha, you yeah. in 2007. God damn, that's 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's been that's a long yeah. yeah 12 amazing, years huh? ago. Yeah. <laughs> first job I was in between first year college and second year college. I just wanted a summer job. <laughs> I was like I never I told you, yeah I wanted to stay long term but in reality I just wanted a summer job. I was literally 18 yeah around this oh time God, yeah. when, when you got in but let's ride the hustle share time machine Kaj. how did you start your career because again you've, you've come a long way literally uh in terms of of, of your your path and sometimes it's amazing when you look back of how mm-hmm. things unfolded like mm-hmm. okay so how it started was i remember i think i was in in first year college right like the university okay UST. yes UST. Yep. yeah and uh, oh To those who are listening, that's University of Santo Tomas in the Philippines. Right. So um, the oldest university in Asia, 400 years old. Yeah, although a lot of people would debate on that, but that's another right, topic. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, I do remember, like even back in high school, whenever my sister would hear something about I should be applying for a radio job, and mm-hmm. my sister would hear announcements on radio, she would always push me to apply. Right. And you know, I was this arrogant kid. Seriously, I—I I mean, I was this arrogant kid who felt like, yeah, I speak good English, but that's not for me. Blah right, blah, right, whatever. Right. And then when I reached first-year college, what happened was, um, we were looking for a summer job, just like you. We were looking oh. for a summer job, okay. and then my sister really pushed me, like, oh, you should like, because her best friend was applying for it as well, so right. she was really pushing me. So it's like, okay, it's just for the summer, no harm trying. Okay. I didn't expect it, but when I applied, you okay. know, um. I actually made it, you know, oh, and wow. and I even remember there was a time because we went to several. I, yeah. I went for several applications. I remember because I was I was just really like okay, I just want to try working. Got it. So I even remember there was a time I was actually offered an assistant manager Got it. trainee role. Okay. In a restaurant, I remember okay. one of the oh. big, uh, one of a good. It was one of the good brands back in Manila. Okay. And then. Um, I went to because at the time when I passed the radio job, it was still a trainee. And where role. Were, just where did you do the radio thing? Which station? This was uh, that one was Power 108. Power 108. And then uh, there's a story over that. It actually yeah, was it with ooh. the one with H Town? Yeah, yeah. Holy H Town is, is a very good friend of mine. Marcel. Yeah, yeah. He's a right. he's a very nice guy. Yeah, right, he's right, a good right. friend of mine. We're actually we're, I even right. sent him photos of. Oh, I have his headset, and right, it's amazing. Right. Okay, that's another topic yeah. too. But yeah, he's a oh, very nice wow, guy. Let's go. That we, goes way back. We were one of the uh, pioneers of yes. Power 108. In fact, this was they were, they were playing hip hop, right? Yes, yes ah! at that time. At the at the golden age of hip hop. Yeah. Oh, right. he's oh. one of those guys that we would really have to thank for for the growth of hip hop in the Philippines. Yes, I'd say. yes. At Till least now. for me. Yeah. At yeah. least for me. Um, so at that time, um, it was just a trainee role in the radio, but it's there's no assurance I'm gonna get the job because okay. there were a lot of us. Okay. And then I remember I talked to the station manager at that time. His name yes. is Jonathan, Jonathan yep. Jabson, one of my mentors. Okay. okay. And I actually told him I actually have a job offer, okay. a real job offer right. here in Power 108. I'm mm-hmm. just a trainee, and there's no assurance I'm gonna get it. Okay. So is it okay? I just uh, so what are my chances? Okay. And then he did say that you know you're one of those with good potentials. I can't assure you get the role, but I see myself in you. Okay. I see that everybody's ahead. Everybody's like from either they're Phil Canadians or right, Phil Americans. Right, right. 
but I see potential you and I like your attitude at work. Nice. So, uh, so what I did was okay. okay, gut feel. I let go of um, the other offer. Right. And I decided. Then surprisingly, well, at least Jonathan would say it's not a surprise. Right. I actually got the job. Nice. You know, so it started. That was a hint already, right? <laughs> yeah. So I got the job, and right. then it went well. You okay. know, um, and then. To be very honest, I had a very different respect for broadcasters after that. Absolutely. Because, you know, like... It's not easy. Holy there were, shit. like... There's my respect for broadcasters when they thought that it's actually just, you know, some people who just want to be popular and things like that. Nope. But I'm not going to deny it. I mean, there are right. still people who are like that. And it's, it's more of that now, actually, the game, well, right? In mass media. Although, I would say, mm-hmm. it's not unique to broadcasters. I realize yeah. over time it's in, in any other I mean, everybody industry. wants to be popular. I mean, yeah. a lot of the people, it's just this yeah. sort of borderline showbiz. The yeah. Mass media, tri-media actually before. Yeah. And right. as much as, and as much as, you see, I'm very outspoken and extroverted, right? right? But at that time, I really was the type of kid that, oh, I don't need to be popular. I right. don't need to, I was that kind of kid. In fact, right. So anyway, I got that job. Oh, and I was even even in back in school. I right. won't tell people I'm in radio. Oh like, shit! You were really low key. I was I, until I even have friends who will just see me at events, right. and I'm actually on stage, and they're like, "That what was you! Hell? Like, what are you doing there?" You know, kind of thing. So I was that kind of kid. Right. And then there was a time wherein I had to, I became very active with student council yes. and debating, you yes. know, like t- uh, TDC, uh, right. Tomash and uh, Debaters Council. So, right. yeah, I was very active in that. Um, so I actually talked to my mom because when I was working mm-hmm. out of like, you know, I just volunteered to my mom. Oh, since I'm earning, is it okay? It's okay. You can stop giving me my allowance kind of thing. Okay. So that's Same. How- same thing that I did when I was... Uh- and I worked in a call center, yeah. uh, ElectroServe. Yeah, so shout out. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we have very yeah. good friends in that company. I remember right. they're all everywhere and doing good stuff as well. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, so at the time, so I I left radio. Right. And then um, I I left radio because I was talking to my mom. Hey, is it okay that um, I? Uh, is it okay if I stop giving you, uh, if I start getting my allowance again? I'm gonna, uh, I mean, yeah, an yeah, innocent same, kid, right. didn't realize or right. whatever. So I was like, is, is it okay if I uh, get my allowance again? Because I want to be very active with um, with debate and, and uh, student council. Right. So my mom agreed. And I was totally clueless that my mom was going through challenges already. Oh, shit. Okay. So anyway. A business etc so anyway just to cut the story cut the story short I did and then coincidentally I always say coincidence because I always for some reason anyway (laughs) so I was a USD right then I realized um, turn of events I just had to stop school oh wow right I had to stop school so um, called up my old boss saying you know what and this is our my my so much respect for my mom. Right. Not even once did she ask me to stop schooling or anything right. like any mother, right? right? But it was a proactive decision. Yeah. Called my old boss back. I said, "Hey, um, I'm going to um, uh, I'm going to need a job. Right. You know, I'm going to need a job. I'm going to stop school. Right. Is there something you have for me?" And my boss was, immediately he was like, "Oh, we're starting this um, radio station, and I need somebody to help me head operations. You wow. know, help me with operations. So you know." Um, so that's where um, Blazing 105.9 
at the ah, time. Blazing, yeah. holy shit. So, I was there, Blazing, and um, there was a, a Bomb FM in Cavite. Wow. So, those were the things. Actually, it was Bomb first and then that. Anyway, Got things were wow, well, wow, wow. etc. And then, over time, um, over time, I realized that, hey, you know what? I really love school. Like, yeah. you know, it's a frustration for me. I really enjoy I mean, I took up Asian studies just right. because. Yeah. You know, just because. Right. So, I said, um, okay, if I do radio, um, mm. and at that time, the, the demands of the job was pretty heavy. Yeah. And so I told my, um, I told myself, okay, um, I need something more structured in terms of time. Okay. So that's when I did corporate. Uh, that's when I did electroserve. How and did you get that opportunity when you're doing radio? And uh, is it because of your proficiency in English? Because um, proficiency in English because. There was I don't know if you recall there was a time and I don't know if it still happens there right. was a stigma about BPO right mm-hmm. wherein oh you don't need brains there you just need to speak good English you know there was a stigma at that time yeah I think that pretty much still exists however I disagree I so I, I totally disagree right I mean I would have to thank both radio and BPO right you know for where I am right now so uh, let me just chime in on this one because sure. this is Again, I still remember my first job interview, right? I walk in, somebody coached me from my mom's office, like, this is what you say, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so typical questions, like, what do you expect five years from now? It's good attitude shit. And then you let me read stuff. It's like, I attribute a lot of my English to GTA, to, to Grand Theft Auto, this game where you kill people. Oh, <laughs> But it's a lot of black slang and cursing right? and cursing. Yeah. So that's my cursing <laughs> game is top notch. So if you're hearing cuss words in this podcast, I got that off from GTA San Andreas. That's where I got my game. <laughs> so you let me read. I blaze through everything. But there's oh this one God. word. You, there's a city. So it's like read this, and I said. Um, Albuquerque. I was like, what? <laughs> and you said, no, it's not Albuquerque. It's Albuquerque. I was like, what? Albu? And then you mouthed it to me. Albuquerque. Oh, so that's New Mexico and whatnot. And these are the things. And then I remember the most important training I got after you accepted me. is like so happy going to tell, tell my mom. It's like, hey, I, I'm in. I have a summer job. Um, and... Uh, it was just so surreal because you had to teach us how to properly speak English. And I give you a shout out to this. Also, the other person that taught me really good English was Daryl. Uh, yeah, hello, Daryl. Yeah. Oh, my God, I remember and Daryl. So dude, funny. every single thing now, the, this, the way I deliver, the way I breathe, the way I breathe through my nose and whatnot. That's a big nose <laughs> I like that I have. Right. Well, and my <laughs> nose is big, right? So I can breathe a lot in there. <laughs> and then, you know, now it's, it's that, that foundation. And then after that, after you've been taught, you put that into work by doing fucking calls day in and day in and day out, you know, and it become it becomes natural. Until now, the only thing that I would attribute to my success is because of my proficiency in English. Because Aww. if I t- talk the way I talk in Tagalog, which you know how I do, <laughs> I would never get this far. I swear to God. Thank you, but I have to say you have to give yourself credit because if I were to look back on mm. the reasons I picked you I remember right. because um, and I, I learned lessons even throughout the years I'm working is that right. what I realized is when I was hiring at the time what I, what you were doing at that time is I could really see in your face that you were really like um, paying attention and the reason I corrected you because you were asking 
And I thought that was very, very important. Not all applicants would ask. Mm -hmm. And I did feel that you were very, very assertive. Mm -hmm. Like you were telling me why you want the job. I'll be very honest. I don't even remember your answer. Right. But that was years ago. But it's Albert Quekwe. That's what usually, I said. <laughs> and usually, I look back to... If I look back, it's usually the person's attitude towards the job. I mean, mm -hmm. skills are important. But I realize, and it's so true. I know it's it's always said. It's Everybody would say it. But it's so true. You really, really have to look at people's attitude. I have seen... Because there was a time, even not you know, even in the past years, I've had those times wherein I was telling myself, um, "Oh, maybe I'm just looking at attitude too much. Yeah. Maybe I should look at the skills." And true enough, when I get the people with with the right skills and the right. attitude is so off, it just yeah. doesn't it, work. It fucks the culture up too. And I have seen many, many times those with the right attitude. Those are very, very assertive. Those who are willing to learn. Those who ask the questions. Sometimes. Right. Depending on the level, the skill level required, there are people who actually learn it. Mm. You know, and I think one mistake a lot of people um, commit is that they have this wrong um, view of the difference between confidence right. and being arrogance. Um, yeah, arrogance. Yeah. There you go. And and it's a very thin line because sometimes you look at it. I always ask myself when when I see somebody who seems to be overly confident, you just have to look back. Is it backed up? Yeah. Right. And uh, and there are people, and especially Asian culture in general. Right. No disrespect. Asian culture in general, we're so used to like um, people not speaking up, and when yeah. people speak up, they're considered arrogant. Yeah. You know, if um, if people don't say, you know, the, don't say the real thing that's happening, right. it's also seen as being arrogant. So yeah. I consciously, consciously looked at that, and I'm very, very thankful that I had mentors. Like I have to mention Ken Bone. He's Ken Bone, shout yeah. out the owner of the call guy. center guy. He's yeah. a guy that I really learned a lot because uh -huh. I remember when I did corporate, how mm -hmm. I ended up there is that um, initially I was just applying for an agent position. Really? Wow, really? I was Holy because shit. I just wanted seriously. I didn't even care at that time. I just really wanted that fixed time so I could Got go to school. It. That's all I wanted. Okay. But when I applied, I have to thank Shaiko. She was my right, boss right, at right. the time. She's when I meant when she found out that I used to screen radio announcers yeah, yeah. and would train them. She was like, "Would you be interested that instead of being an an agent, yeah. why don't you help me in HR?" And because she because yeah. I would train the, the 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 newbies in radio as well at the time. Mm -hmm. She was like, um, "Would you be interested if we do recruit you know recruitment?" Wow, that's why you were there. Got then it. that's how I ended up. And then over time, because I was sharing what I learned in radio and uh -huh. things like that. Um, uh, I was eventually moved to training. Okay. You know, so at one point I remember, um, I think at the time Shai already moved to to a different company. At that time, Got it. Um, I had to look over HR and right. training. Right. Um, and then there were also opportunities wherein when our then CEO Ken Bone right. saw the potential, I eventually like move into different areas whenever yeah. there are projects. You stayed there for three years. I'm looking at your LinkedIn right now. Yeah, right. yeah. Good job at stalking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stalking then, 101. And then right. um, when Ken left, there were some leaders as, as well over there who saw that there's opportunity in business development for me. So, yeah. And that opportunity within ElectroServe, yeah. you know, really helped me a lot. Okay. And then the next thing you know, a headhunter was contacting me. Going to KL. A, to go to KL. All right. Now, let's take a quick, quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about that transition. Because you didn't see this coming. 
right? Oh, no. It, it was a total curveball to you. But I want to now, now know how that transition, like how difficult it was or how, how easy it was for you. Uh, leaving everything behind and starting a new career in jail. More of that after the break. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Taj Mahal. Like, you know, I'll just call you Taj. Yeah, what yes, please. I was, I was about to say, people might start calling me Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal. But Taj is so... How did you get the Taj Mahal? Oh my name? gosh, I, I always, I always hear this. Yeah. Um, I always get this all the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, my father reads a lot of history. And ah. here's the thing. Um, among all my siblings at the right. time when I was born, I was the only one who looked like my father. Ah. So I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Because you know the story of Taj Mahal, right? Perfect yeah. architecture. Right, right. And you know the story of Shah Jahan. Yep. And you know, so he felt it had to be special. Mm-hmm. So he gave me the name Taj Mahal. I would yeah. even joke about it because I'm the only yeah. inhuman. Because all okay. my siblings, their <laughs> names are like historical names. And I'm okay. the only one who's, wow. na- who's not after named a after a building. Per- exactly. Uh, wow. So there. Got it. So that's right. how I got At it. At least you didn't get named after another weird temple. I know. Like, I'm just right. thankful it's not Hanging Gardens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Yeah, well, that would be horrible. Okay. <laughs> that would have been weird. Okay, Taj. Now, before the break, we uh, again, we're, we're right now, if you hear some weird noises, we're not being fucked or killed or, or anything. We're by the riverside where there's birds around, so <laughs> if, or there's boats, I swear. So if you, if you hear some uh, weird noises, I apologize, but, you know, this is just a beautiful sight. I wish you can see it, but I don't have a camera with me at the moment. But You'll never know. Next yeah. time you'll have No, on a... season two, that's there what we're go. actually going to have uh, very soon. So... End of end of June, we're gonna be wrapping uh, season one, and then season two, we're gonna make a comeback, bigger, better hustle share. Okay, before the break, now you told me 
you there was a this is where I'm blind because uh-huh. you just completely oh shit like touched in KL and whatnot yeah. and yeah, I stayed there <laughs> for a long time how did this opportunity come when you were still at ElectroServe and how did you decide that alright I'm going one we're supposed to be one one hour delayed uh, in Malaysia right it's supposed to be but they, they were the same time zone yeah, technically yeah. they're supposed there's, to be one hour behind yeah Right. It's the same time zone, yeah. yeah you're right. That's yeah. Bangkok. That's they're supposed to be in the same uh, time zone as Bangkok. But how did this opportunity come about? Um, I was, you know, like um, there was a time I was doing both school and school and work at the okay. time. I was, uh, yeah. I think that's how we met, right? I was working in, uh, I was working Electroserve then UST. Yeah, I saw you in UST in the yeah. overpass. We were so I was doing, I was doing that. Right, and then um night shift you know how how yep. night shift is so when i woke up like that time of course i was using my phone like anybody else as my right. alarm even before my alarm um went off i uh, i i was up i suddenly woke up and then when i stared at my phone silently rang it was a headhunter so this okay. headhunter was telling me that um they the headhunter wasn't even mentioning malaysia yet at the wow. time he was saying like this this role blah 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 okay and then that that's when i asked because the way it sounded is this somewhere abroad and i'm one of those if you know me very well i'm not one of i, I would i'm okay in the philippines i wasn't right. really looking for a job abroad but say okay and then when i tried it was actually for um client engagement ah. so it was very much business development client management okay. um i was hesitant to go to be honest wow. because i was studying at the same ah. time i was working and studying to an extent i had to talk to um the head of student affairs at that time, yeah. uh, Dr. Songko in USC. Yep, Hello, Dr. Osa. Songko. Yep. And then I talked to people I look up to. I even talked to my sister and uh, my sister's sister-in-law. Okay. She's one of those people I look up to. She's okay. A great lady. Um, hi, Ching. I had to say that because up, she Ching. she How really um, yeah. uh, she really had she really guided me because I was really talking to her. Ching, if I take this, that means you know um, I would have to stop school, etc. And, and a few few other people all of them said the same thing they were like you know what Taj I know you're hesitating to leave school okay. but not all graduates even get this opportunity yeah and you can always come back to school and you're young because I was about 25 26 at that time wow wow so I said okay took it had to wow. leave school I took it then I moved to Malaysia when I reached Malaysia it was related to BPO as well Okay. That's when, you know, because I'm always this kid who's always excited when there's an opportuni- opportunity right. to fix something or do something. So, cut the story short, I became close to uh, the management because okay. whenever I'm very, you know me, I'm very yeah, open. Giddy. I yeah. really say, I really right, say right, what's right. in my mind, etc. And right. apparently, the, um, they appreciated it. Yes. So, that's where I started moving in different um different projects in Malaysia within, itself, within the, the company within the company even after it was bought over by uh, an, uh, a big telco Got in it. Malaysia ah, after wow. it was, yeah it was bought over by a big telco even at that um, so I to an extent one of my bosses there one of the VPs I remember even called me her official fixer Wow. She, call, she labeled me her fixer because every wow. time something goes wrong right. she will call me to her office and she would be like Taj I need help in this area yeah could you please come in and take a look? So nope. and it and I'm not bounded by my role. Yeah. You know. Um. So I'm like, 
as long as it's good for the company, as long as it's good for everybody, I go for it. And it really worked well for me. So that's where I had experience working with engineers. That's where I had experience um, working with operations people, everything. So the, 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 the combo of experience right. I had in ElectroServe really helped me because I always had a view of how I could apply it, Got you know, it. Um, uh, how I could apply it in the company. Uh, until when this company bought over different technology businesses, they started doing smart services. Yep. Um, they bought um, a data centers. Of course, I came from the company that had data centers and BPO. Okay. Um, they bought all these um, integrators, etc. Right. They needed that help to put together them, put mm-hmm. them together based on um, and offer it to certain sectors, like mm-hmm. identify because the, the 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 market has changed. Got it. Like. Before, you go to the market, you say, I have 10 products, you buy yeah. it. Nowadays, it's more like, what's your problem? You have to be very specific on their problem. Yeah, and you have to be bespoke about it. Exactly. Right. Exactly, that's the word. So you put them together and offer. So that was the approach. Um, worked well for me because yep. that was I worked well with with the different businesses, the company. Okay. So I became this person who bridged um, the experience okay. with the engineers and vice versa. You okay. know? chicken and ducks they never talk yeah. and if they try to it never work so that worked well for me Good. and then to fast forward um which is 2007 2008 that was the time that um my engagement with them was was already about to end but so touch i have a question really sorry to interrupt you real quick sure. but it, it's all fun in games when you look at it but <laughs> i want to know about the hard stuff right okay, because sure. you left home Oh. Right? This is, okay, the work stuff, okay. At the end of the day, you're a go-getter, right? At the end of the day, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. The, the hustle will, 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 will push you through. Yeah. The passion will always see oh, you yeah. through. But what was it like at the back knowing that KL is not a prime destination also for Filipinos, right? This yeah. is not like top of the list. If you look at Filipinos, you'd look at Hong Kong and there's, there's, there's this, they always go to certain places. Kale is not one of them mm-hmm. or if not, they're, they're probably in the middle of the list, right? Mm-hmm. Were you alone when you went, went oh, there? Oh yeah. yeah. You want to hear the story how I okay. told my mom? Right. I just told her, I asked her like, oh, let's go to the mall. Okay. Let's have dinner, dinner or lunch. I don't even remember. Okay. And then I just said, while even walking, not even sitting down yet, I said, oh, by the way, we were talking like, oh, by the way, I signed a contract. I'm moving to Malaysia. And my mom was like, ah, Okay. <laughs> well, because I think, never give her I think my mom knew me very well. Like, I'm one of those. I may seem... I, okay. I'm this kid who's like, I I do okay in school. Like, right. you know, I'm active and all. But I'm pretty stubborn, really. Same. And, <laughs> that's what, I'm the that's type me as a person. Like, and my mom knows... Um, I don't usually ask permission. Mm. I usually inform. But there's one thing I say. It's because I know myself and I'm very disciplined. I don't even go, I won't go to an extent I will disrespect my mom. True. But my mom knows me very well that I'm the type who makes my own decisions. So that's why I have so much respect for my mom because my mother, because she never stopped me. Yeah. And when she did that, but I could see in her face that she was like, uh, what really? What the fuck are you doing? You are know, you what's going are on? You sure? And then she said, yeah. oh, okay. But I, okay, years after, I had relatives telling me that apparently they were being approached by my mom and say is she sure is she gonna be okay yeah. like you know is she gonna be okay if she goes to to Malaysia or whatever right. she doesn't even know where Malaysia is at the oh, time wow. at least you know so <laughs> four hours away yeah 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 it's yeah. Like, exactly <laughs> so it's not very one train, far one direct, there's a direct plan yeah. it's okay yeah. yeah so 
So my mom is a typical sweet Filipino right. mother. So right. she, that's what she was thinking. And then yeah. I think it's because while many people were so... Here's the thing. I find that media and and um, television back right. in the Philippines, I think they have exaggerated a picture of a, how a Filipino worker is. Ah. I mean, I'm, I have no disrespect and I have to admit it is very hard to all those in the Philippines. Please, you know, it is very hard. But to some extent as well, there are similarities in terms of trying to go for what you want. And it's always about how you view things. At the time... I, ha- I have to be very honest. I was actually excited because um, I'm this adventure kid. Got it. You know? Uh, oh, my gosh. Finally, I get to match whatever I've read in books and right, see it right, actually, right, right. you know, and all these things. Yeah. So, I think the perspective was was the differentiator. Okay. I, I saw it as an adventure. I saw it as an opportunity to learn. I uh-huh. saw it as an opportunity to see other things. Got it. And I remember... and. Actually, the the you know the OFW stories you hear they're true in reality. Okay, but like, I think like for example, the most common that I hear is homesickness. Yes, there is. Yeah. I remember there was a time. I think my first three, three six months. I think I would wow. actually, and it happened to me too when I moved here. That wow. one I'll tell you. Okay. So. It happened to me as well, wherein you'd be like, oh, you will always miss how your mom cooks something. Yeah. Or like, even if how humble home is, somebody will wash your clothes yeah. or somebody will prepare your food. I mean, right. I'm not from a rich family. Yeah, but, but there's household help. But there's, yeah, yeah, there's that. And then the feeling of like, somebody will take care of yep. something, you know? Yep. And when I moved to Malaysia, I had to take care of everything. Yeah. Laundry, food, you know, I... I came from a family of cooks, but because I'm just the person who eats and everybody's right. a good cook, you know, they never made me cook. Right. I learned to do to it. On, although I never followed recipes. You know? <laughs> I still like open a fridge, see what's there and just dump everything. And you Got know, it. and this one, I think I, I remember that I had a friend in Malaysia, Filipino. Okay. When I first moved to Malaysia, the first thing they say is, where's the Filipino community here? Mm. And I even remember, even back in the Philippines, the first thing that they would say is like, "Oh, did you know this person? I found out lives in Malaysia, which is not a bad thing." Yeah, but okay? Malaysia is fucking big. Are you kidding me? Which is not a bad right. thing. But what I realize is, um, people immediately, and I think this is a uh, is human nature, immediately look for what is comfortable. Got it. And look for what's familiar, and everybody's guilty of that. I have mm. that too. I remember there was a time a friend of mine in Malaysia, Filipino, she was saying that, oh, you know, they're not like this. Oh, the way they eat is like this. Oh, in the Philippines, we don't do that. Da, da, da. And I actually told her, you know what? You, you sound like somebody who's trying to hit your head against a wall because why are you looking for something that's not here? You know, you're mm-hmm. looking for something that obviously you won't find here. It's in the Philippines. Why don't you take it as something? Hey, let's explore something new. Hey, let's learn something new. Hey, let's get to know more Got people. It. And I even remember in in Malaysia, I do have Filipino friends, but right. I would even say 80-90% of them are actually are actually um, Malaysians. Malaysians oh. and non-locals, like expats wow. themselves wow. and Malaysians. And and it made me grow bigger as a person. Got it. You know, and that made me enjoy everything. I miss home. Don't get me wrong. I still like, you know, get in touch with my sister. I right. call, you know, I call my mom and all these right. things. 
I miss it, but not to an extent wherein, you know, I can't survive. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So you get over the hump eventually. Exactly. I yeah. mean, I always take it as an adventure. I always take it as a new experience. Maybe it comes as a as a personality as well. Okay. But at the same time, I always tell myself, why look for something that I won't find? Got it. Right? And I just mean, let it be yeah, and adapt to it. So okay. Just, just grow. So, but my question, Todd, is okay. There's always got to be a struggle in something. What was your biggest struggle? Oh, moving? there is. Um, struggle, struggle. Um, okay, see, it's so hard for me to to think of that. There are. There are a lot. <laughs> you just breeze through this no, all I the think, time, I right? I think because I have this very good attitude towards struggle. Okay. Meaning, like, I, I accept this. It's a fact of life. It happens. Um, just may, maybe the first few times wherein you're still trying to establish yourself. Okay. Like looking for friends, maybe, uh, or although I'm a very independent person, or getting used to okay, maybe here there will always be things that are very different with the way people do things. Got it. Little things that you may not notice, but when they're combined, mm. it just becomes very tough. Okay. But over time, when you're used to like, oh, this is just how people speak. This uh, is how they see things. The this quirks, is a, the little quirks. The little quirks. Yeah. When, over time you get used to it and you're like eh, I'm home you know that kind yes. of thing so and you, you can, adapt to it eventually yeah, and you, you yeah. don't feel like you're an, an, an alien anymore yeah. but I think the mindset has to be a learning mindset Got your it. mindset has to be open to what's different your mind has to be open to learning new stuff okay and you know get to know people I mean it's so exciting get to know people like right. Singaporeans Malaysians they're, they're amazing they're yeah. different from how Filipinos are but they're amazing. I, I have to admit, even my closest friends. Right. There, I would. I would even. I have a few in Philippines. Have a few in in, right. in Malaysia. I have a few here. You know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where you'll even realize, I became this person who's like, so open about when you. And here's the interesting thing. Right. We always claim we're not racist. We, we are. Always we are the one of the most racist. Out and then, there. And then, because and diversity is not that much in the Philippines and yeah. you know here it's a melting pot right yeah I mean that's one another is I really thought growing up I'm already this very open person when it comes wow. to religion When it, in fact my paper back in right. university was about you know the Islamic faith that was wow. my that was even my paper Islamic faith and women you know that kind of thing right. so I thought I was that open mm. then when I moved outside and it just yeah, unravel the whole thing more, right, right, and right. that's when I realized that Filipinos although in general and I think all races are all races or all countries are guilty of this yes um, sometimes we think we're open then we realize there's actually much more that our minds are still very closed about correct yeah so yeah there's a lot of things interesting now, Taj I have, I have a, a question in terms of living at a citizen did you ever feel like you were a second-class citizen? And how do you... Because, of course, the laws are made for the locals. Yeah. Right? And as a as an immigrant, right, you're not priority number one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do you... And like any country. Correct. And that's that's fine. Regardless of what country. Yeah. If you immigrate or immigrate, whatever whatever the proper word is, <laughs> you, you're not priority number one. The laws are made for locals. Yeah. For you, was there any time where I like shit? This law sucks and whatnot, or, or this this is not for me. And how do you combat being a second-class citizen or the feeling of that at least? I never saw that. You know, okay. I have this. I remember a very close friend of mine back in Malaysia even asked me, "Okay, do you ever do you you know like do you ever feel we're second class here? Yeah. Do you ever feel you belong? I say, yeah, I feel I belong. Wow. And 
And I realized that although those are facts mm. about the laws, about you know how the government, and that's normal. Philippines does that too. It's right. just that they're all different ways. I realize it's the mindset, and I realize as well because I, 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 that's why the opportunities um, came to me as well. Got it. It's because. I took out that mindset of like, oh, I have to be Malaysian for this Got to happen. It. I have to be Singaporean or at least a PR. Because mm. it's easier said than done when we say, um, oh, you define who you uh, are. You define yourself. But there's truth to it. Got it. There really is truth to it. If you want to belong, if you want to be part of them, you do your adjust. part. Yeah, you have to adjust. You know? And um, I really feel like... I re like now I'm so at, like over time of course there's are challenges we're in right. I was missing Malaysia because I was there almost 10 years yeah. you know that second the home the feeling percent, right? I had moving from Philippines to Malaysia I felt it when I moved here what was that like I felt it was even tougher the second time really you know because once you become an adult or a grown up you're clearer with the things you want you're yes. clearer with the things you guys and you know the the they say old dogs. You know you Don't can't learn, learn you, new you tricks. Can't right. Teach them new tricks. You're not an old dog. Come on you know? now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Okay, there but you, go. you know, um, because um, there are things that you get used to as you grow older, and it's okay. harder to change. And there's truth to it to some extent. Yep. And it's harder to adjust, okay. but um, over time, when your mindset really is something to do with learning okay. and really be open and just accept that things are different. You Got know? it. So yeah, so I, I it was it was difficult because I've established a good circle of friends in Got Malaysia. It. I've established what I really like doing, mm -hmm. you know. And you know when I come here, of course Zero I gotta again. I gotta yeah. And at the same time when I moved here, the work work culture here is very different. Yeah, super fast. Day pace. one is like boom, boom, exactly, and. Um, which I think I admire about Singaporeans yeah. because and, I, and, and as you can see this country is very progressive right. so you know so I had to like okay find where I stay um, do work yep. you know um, and of course friends and then when you go through challenges at first few times you're alone because you don't know who to go to but you know people are nice yep. people people come to you and you feel like oh they actually love me more than just a colleague or right. like they actually feel that if you just see through it you know mm. so yeah there okay now Taj will take a quick break and when we come back now it's hustle share time and house hustle tip time uh, we want to share with the people or the listeners how to make it on top of the totem pole or at least rise above the ranks in the corporate ladder out outside of the Philippines because it's not e it's already hard in their home country it's harder abroad. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. 
So visit sprout.eh payroll-turner-monthly-5k Or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode To elevate your business management game And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions Liberating your time for what truly matters Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with GCash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back for the final part of the Hustle Share Podcast Singapore edition. And we're talking to Taj Aquino. So I didn't say Mahal anymore. Okay. Oh, I'm proud of it though. Just oh, nobody call calls me. you Mahal. Yeah, yeah please don't. Uh, yeah, although it's very sweet. Yeah. In the Philippines, Mahal means precious and love. I understand, right? but there's so. also another connotation of who Mahal, mahal is, you know? Hey, she's cute. Okay. <laughs> 
Parang tingin ko naman kung mahal. Absolutely. So, okay, Taj, before the break, we you know you talked about how you uh, jumped to from Malaysia to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Couple of questions first. Let's let's, let's do the hustle share time, where we throw curveballs and people get sweaty at, at this part. Mm-hmm. What do you think were the key skills you learned from your tenure in Malaysia that helped you get the Singapore opportunity? Okay, I would always, if you're gonna look at it, um, of course, work skills. There's that comes, but I think the very very important is the skill as a, the soft skills. I would say as human. Got it. You know, because um, I realize is that. You learn to be more open in learning things. You learn to accept people for who they are. Okay. You learn when you learn these things, it's a lot easier to work with people. That's one. Mm. And another thing is a lot easier for you to learn. Got so, you know, it. because when you learn all these things, it's just so much easier to. I wouldn't say well, you know, oversimplifying it. If I say so much easier, but you're, right. you're, you get to learn more. You get to adjust to the next requirement. Got when it. you do that well if you're going to talk about technical skills of course that's where the project management comes in right. design thinking you know the agile um, yep. the scrum of course the project management but um in terms of i i would really say in skills as a person we're talking about as a person right, right, right. okay as a person i would say smart with money Mm. becoming very very smart with money and how um, do you become smart with money um Okay, I grew up um, because my mom uh, is a single single parent. Yep. So respect same, my mom. Awesome. Same. My mom awesome is like Awesome woman. One of, she's a very yep. awesome person that she's probably one of the strongest, strong, or if not the strongest person I know. Yep. Um, I grew up, um, my guidance were always books. Yeah. Okay. My guidance were always books. Um, I did start learning about money even back in the Philippines. Okay. But I think I became very uh, so much better at it when I worked uh-huh. abroad. Um, reason is I got exposed to people's different experiences even more. Okay. S- so far from or other than what you hear about how Filipinos are in the Philippines, you hear how and I, and I was dealing with business people. So yes, you learn a lot. And then the the logic that came into my mind it started. It started back in the Philippines when I did corporate and I, I honed it is that, okay, if I do this for other people's money, which is, of course, the corporates, the, the companies I work for, how do I apply everything I learned to myself as a person? So how did you apply it, Taj, when you, you, you said that? Um, sometimes you think of, I, I think that's the logical play that comes in because I would, I would tell myself anything you learn, it's it's not about what you study. It's what it's how you apply what you learn. Correct. So if you get to figure out how to apply, take for example, we talk about finance, we talk about profits, margins, you know, return of investment. Right. So if you start applying that to yourself, you realize there are so many things that you could do, even with a you know, with whatever you're earning or whatever Correct. you're doing. Yeah. And with one false move, if you're living abroad, where you know, okay, you're, if here's how. Uh, I, 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 I always hear this perspective that okay I'm making a lot of money only if you convert it to Philippine peso oh my gosh right. yeah, but I if I'm gonna earn SGD or ringgits and I spend it in ringgits or in SGD I'm not really making that much and one false move if you're not financially literate can make you pecha de peligro yeah. the whole the whole two weeks before I, that I 
realize, um, and I think that's the reason why whenever I go back to the Philippines, people think I'm so rich. Everybody that works abroad is being perceived as such. You know, it's funny. Um, I can't blame them, maybe because that's the limited information that they have. Right. But what I realize is, this is the logic I put in, in my head. I've met, you know, like, I like talking to people, even taxi drivers. I chat with yeah. them. I've Uncle. met. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've met taxi drivers who have sent their kids to school. You know that. It's not new to everybody. I mean, you see news articles, even in the Philippines, right. you know, a garbage collector who sent the kids to school and now the kids are graduates, etc. Right. So, at the end of the day, you will realize maybe it's easier for me to say because I'm one of the, thankfully, one of the privileged yeah. ones. But in reality, it's not about... How, what your job is or how much you earn it's really making the most out of what you have correct I mean and being smart of what you have I'm not gonna claim I'm rich okay yeah. but one thing for sure is that me learning about these things and and I'm still learning I'm yeah. not I'm not even gonna claim you're not, I'm a you're, not you're not a finished book yet and the interesting thing about life is there's a lot more to learn true um, what I realize is um you just really have to be clear of what you want to do mm-hmm. and where you want to place it and things like that and be and, and be grateful. Okay. The reason you always think you don't have enough is because you always look at you just always see oh I don't have this, I don't have that, but in reality, if you recognize the things that you have, you will realize that you're actually better off than a lot of people out there. Okay. I'm not celebrating people's um be, people being poor, people right. being less privileged just to make myself feel good. That's not the idea. The thought there is that's where you realize that actually you have everything that you need so you can get things working. You know? Um, I have a feeling I could be wrong. Okay. You bring me back to the Philippines now, maybe, maybe, Kay. just maybe, I may not earn as much. Yeah. Maybe life would be more difficult. Yeah. But one thing for sure, I know that I wouldn't, or at least I wouldn't let myself be this person who would just pity myself and not do anything. Absolutely. Okay? Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't associate everything just to luck. Yeah. Like, okay, I gotta get, I mean, sure. Luck is, is somehow important, but in reality, luck is everywhere, yeah. I would say. You, but you have to be in constant motion for luck to exactly. go into you. Exactly. The question always goes back to, what are you doing about it? And people right. like passionate, okay? There are a yeah. lot of passionate people. But the question there is, what do you do about that passion? Yeah. You know, so that's a question. And there's this ad. I remember when I was, whenever I'd fly with this airline. Yeah. I won't say unless they sponsor <laughs> you. you. Can, yeah, but okay. anyway, right. whenever I fly with this airline, there's this ad of a company that actually hit me. It yep. says there. You know, you, we always hear every. Uh, you know, you have potential. You're good at this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure, the line that hit me that said was like, "Yeah, you've got potential." But the truth is, who doesn't? Yeah. So it always goes back to doing with what you're gonna do with what you have, what you're gonna do with your environment, and I think um, in the Philippines, um, I wouldn't say everyone, but there's a big wave of people pitying themselves. Or yes. people associating being, um, you can't be rich and kind at the same time. Mm, <laughs> that that's, kind of that's that, not true. Yeah, right. that kind of mindset. And then like people would always associate it to, oh, you're lucky because you're smart. Oh, you're lucky because you're rich. Oh, you're lucky because yeah. you're like this. And it's privilege shaming. That's what that's what yeah, we call you, it. Yeah, right? yeah, you know. But actually, 
I wanted sometimes I and me I, I have to blame that for to myself too sometimes yeah. I get frustrated thinking oh I'm not as intelligent as you think mm. I'm not I'm not even Elon Musk I'm not even yeah. that kind of genius mm. it's just really I made decisions I made choices you know I still make wrong choices I still make wrong decisions but I take action and I really say you know it's it's about having an attitude because it's a lot easier to give up it's a lot easier yeah. to go to to the e- to the easier option sometimes right. saving up making the right decision mm-hmm. um where to put everything etc even your life decisions people yeah. you deal with it's really it's really a choice you know Correct. absolutely so. now let's talk about choices here because you made that choice of leaving everything behind again in singapore why did you jump ship and what uh from a corporate standpoint you know let's talk about how you got this opportunity too because again climbing the totem pole in the Philippines or wherever it is it's hard you know uh-huh. and I, I, I'm I didn't want to be in that totem pole one thing that ElectroServe taught, taught me you know what it was uh-huh. I'm not gonna get rich being an employee uh-huh. that's that's what that's the indelible mark yeah. that it taught me yeah. like, nope this is not my game Yeah. I still have uh, and there's no there's nothing wrong with being an employee by the way yeah. no, but I just didn't see myself doing that yeah because I wanted to be in control of who I wanted to be because you knew what you wanted to do right and that and I attribute it to again that first job mm-hmm. that I did um, prior if it hadn't it be that then you know I would just be following oh yeah this is the normal path that everybody took mm-hmm. and I didn't want that so yeah. I, I wanted to be in control whether I fail or not yeah I wanted to play like Frank Sinatra said my oh, way. Oh my god, that song is hard to sing. <laughs> yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely, that's that's what I wanted to do. But for you, um, what was it like when you took this opportunity? Wait, are you talking about from Malaysia to Singapore? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. Um, what happened was at that time is um, there was a time in Malaysia that my engagement with the company was already about to end. Mm. Right. I was actually looking around within Malaysia. I mean, after okay. all, you know. Um, after all, I, I've been there almost 10 years. Okay. And um, so while I was in that journey, coincidentally, when I visited here, I visited Singapore because I have this friend. Um, her name is Cher. Hi, Cher. Hi, Cher. She, she needed to go to the U.S. And there was a project that she needed um, She needed somebody to look into. Okay. okay. So I, she took my advice, etc. And um, I came here. Mm-hmm. We we looked into that, and then while I was visiting, okay, okay um, while I was visiting here, I visited a close friend of mine from grade school, grade oh, school wow. and high school, who's here, um, and she's married to somebody who's working here, ah. okay, in another bank. And then when they found out that I'm exploring, okay. um, because I've met them when they visited me, um, uh, they visited me back in Malaysia. Okay, um, her husband was like. Hey, you know what? Taj's profile is in demand among banks in ah. Singapore. So why don't she? Why you know? Why not try it out? Okay. So what I did was I I have a friend back in Malaysia okay. who is connected to you know ah. to, to one to that, that this bank network, here. Right, okay. Right. And then actually she was one of those who was also you know um, spreading out my CV and mm. connecting me to people because she knew I was exploring. Right. And then I said, Hey, do you have a counterpart? In Singapore, uh, I was told it's like this here. So you know, as much as I want to look around in Malaysia, why not try Singapore? Yeah, it's not that far. The culture is pretty similar, to yeah. be honest, right? Oh, 
they say there's a saying same same by different although that's one in Cambodia and Vietnam uh, right they would say right, that same right, right. same different actually it's like that but yeah. anyway so she passed my CV to somebody here yep connected me to somebody here and in just a few days I got a call boom and then like the interesting part is I think although the industries were different yeah we were doing exactly the same thing which is um identifying which sector to go to putting together different areas of the business together yeah. and addressing exactly what customer wants so okay. that's what worked mm. so so here i am okay now with, with in this opportunity right so you're being an executive in a bank where again it's very diverse mm-hmm. how do you then manage your people to make sure that everything's on point and there's bigger bigger stakes now bigger mm-hmm. responsibilities mm-hmm. being first vice first vice president um mm-hmm. What do you do to make sure that everything's on point or, or whatnot? Is there even a cultural uh, strategy to like, because uh, I'm pretty sure it's diverse in the office, right? What I notice, okay, big difference between Malaysia and Singapore. Um, Malaysia, um, I think it's pretty predictable in terms of what the type of people you deal with. Okay. Okay. I would say in a sense that um, most, if not all, not, not all, but most are locals. In Singapore, it's so normal that you go to the floor and it's literally United Nations. Oh shit! You know, wow. so it's no so normal. So, but um, I think the important part there is being humble. I myself, I'm still learning. You know, yeah. I mean, I have something to bring to the table, but at the same time, I have to learn everything else about what the bank needs and yeah. all these things. And at the same time, pick the best from the people that you work with. Okay. You know, um, I. In any organization, and I won't associate it just because mm-hmm. I'm not Singaporean, right? Okay. In any organization you go, there will always be this um, part wherein um, not everyone would be open to your ideas. Mm. You know, not everyone would be open to your ideas. You're not used to how people work right. and things like that. You just have to learn those. Um, learn how to connect to people. Um, how will they be open to what I because it. it's easy to blame that oh that's how they do work and right, it's not right, gonna right. work but yeah. ask yourself have you done your part you know mm. for them to understand you of course it could be frustrating at first yeah you know things like that and pick the best from different people yeah. I mean um, you talk to people who are let's say good in communications right. and you like what they're doing learn from them you yeah. see someone who's very good in in analytical skills and in data and all these right. things learn from these people I myself, and I think awareness really helps. You have to be aware and humble. You have to be aware of what you're good at and what your weaknesses at, and work on those. Self mastery, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I myself, I would say I'm still learning. I always say I myself because I always say you start looking at yourself. Okay. So, you know that humility that not everything is your the and not all the answers with you. Right. That humility to understand that there will always be things you're not good at. Okay. Okay. And that humility of, hey, I need help. Kay. Can you help me in this area? Can we mm. work together? Got and it. once that comes in, I think everything just blends. Got it. Yeah. Now, Taj, I have a now. Let's also share tip time for those people who want to follow this path that you've been to. First question. Let's do a rapid fire here. Let's really quickly, like okay, Tito boy, I'm Tito okay. boy, abunda right now. <laughs> Where's Snap your mirror? That far out. <laughs> no, I'm the mirror. <laughs> so okay, advice. For, for people that want to uh, how do you get the, the, the jobs that you want if you're doing if you're looking for jobs overseas what's your tip um, be very 
know yourself very well. Okay. Know what you're really good at. Know mm-hmm. what you're weak at. Know where you could transfer mm-hmm. what you know. And this skill is not just with work in everything. It's not about what you studied. Okay. Okay. It's about. It's not about what you studied. It's about how you transfer what you know. I mean, like okay. me, I managed to finish school when I was in Malaysia. I even took my MBA in strategic marketing. But anybody could do that. Okay. That's the truth. Anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why you see people with PhDs and all, and they're nothing. But you also see people. Hello, you have Steve Jobs there. You know. Right. You have these people who actually, you know, do things that's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. So. And there are those people that the same question you had, hey, how did you move from this industry to this industry, yeah. you know? So it's a matter of transferring, knowing yourself, knowing yourself very well, what mm-hmm. your strengths and weaknesses are, mm-hmm. how you could contribute, mm-hmm. okay, how could you transfer that? Always about that thing of the mindset, you gotta, although it's important to think about yourself, mm-hmm. but if your mindset is so focused on what's in it for me, what's in it for me, interestingly, the more nothing goes to you. Yeah. But if you sincerely, you know, integrity is my fir- my favorite virtue. Right. If you sincerely want to help, you sincerely want to fix things, you're very authentic and things like that. For some reason, things just work for you because when you're honest and authentic and your integrity is high, I'm not even going to claim I'm 100%. I'm not right. Buddha or anything. Right. But if your intention is there and you act on your intentions, you know, people will see through. Yeah. They will help you whether it's personal, whether it's at work, you know. Mm. And like you, you still have friends all the way from years back yep. that come back and say, like, you know, sometimes even when you don't ask for it, they're just there to yeah. help you, you build, know? Build your relationships along the yeah. way. All and the time. always, I think this one is one thing I would claim why some people say, uh, oh, networking, that's BS. Because yeah. sometimes I ask, I would ask people when they say that, why do you do the networking in the first place? Because yeah. because you were told that's what you should be doing in corporate. Because right. it, although there's truth to that, but who are the people actually help you? Those whom you network and connect with sincerely. And right. network doesn't stop at work. Network could yeah. be the people you've grew up in grade school. Like, hello, the person who gave me an idea to move here. She's yeah. like, what? Oh, Sharina, hi. <laughs> that friend of mine from grade school till high school. And even yeah. before we met, we we're just exchanging recipes right, and things right, like right. that. So... Yeah, so be sincere, be open, don't easily bend into when life gets tough. I mean, easier said than done, but it's true. I mean, it may sound like, you know, life has been so kind to me and I've, you know, it is, it has been kind to me, but it didn't mean that everything was served. True. You know, I had to seize opportunities and I still am opening my eyes because I know there's a lot more. There's a lot more for me to learn. There's a lot more that I haven't explored, yeah. you know. Um, I'm still, and it's and you know what? As much as some people in the Philippines they would say, "Oh, you did so great from what where you yeah. started, you did," you know, it's it's actually very humbling because it actually tells you that it's funny. Like I've met people in the Philippines, they would say so many things about, "Oh, people in this country are like this. People yeah. in this country are like this." You know what? We're not as great as we think. Got it. And I have a question about that because uh, last few questions before we wrap up. Patriotism. You know, a lot of people was like, yeah, when people just give up on the Philippines from that point, it's like when they make migrate and again, there's either the two. It's Mm -hmm. either they want to stay to that new country for good Mm -hmm. or they're trying to raise enough money so that they can retire Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. in the Philippines. There's no right or wrong answer. Yes. It's Correct. all about perspective. Correct. It's all about, you know, I guess the 
if you have family to support and whatnot. There's mm-hmm. no, it, but it's a totally different dynamic for each. Yeah. But how you be, how do you become patriot patriotic, even if you're no longer in our homeland? Mm. You know, interesting. There are so many arguments in that. Like, um, um, to I mean, me, well, yeah. one definitely working abroad is not for everybody. You know, mm. so there are people who really feel that they should really stay home, and it's not bad. You yeah. know, um, but working abroad doesn't make you any less Filipino. Because at the end of the day, if you ask me, okay, let's look at let's look at something tangible and something that's intangible. Intangible, at least to myself. I know for a fact, I'm not going to deny I'm Filipino, right? Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that if I could, in whatever means I could, I'll help. I will promote wherever I can. And, you know, if I could give back to the community back in the Philippines, I would, right? So that's my way personally. Tangible. How do I, how do I, you know, I mean, if let's bring back stats, it's always the Filipino workers bringing in all the dollars that the Philippines need. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, that's our so, number one uh, industry, to be honest, yeah. after the BPO. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, good or bad, you know, that kind of thing. But it doesn't make you any less Filipino leaving the country. I remember, like, oh, the story I was telling you earlier, right? Like, I have this nephew. He's a very, very intelligent boy. He's 11 yeah. now. When he was nine, he actually told me that, you know, oh, Ninang, I so look up to you. Hi, Lyric. He's a yeah. very smart boy. He was like, um, I look up to you. Yeah. And um, it's like, I want to be like you. I want to mm. be able to, I want to work. I want to find a job. That time I was still in Malaysia, but he visited Singapore already. Yep. He was like telling me, I want to find a job abroad like, like you and live a life like this you know mm. he was like oh of course that wasn't his term i just yeah, don't recall exactly him, his term yeah, yeah. yeah but that was he was saying and um uh his mom knew about it yep and then i was having this serious discussion with my sister and my sister was like she was a bit worried because um lyric my nephew might end up not being nationalistic so this is what i explained to 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 her you know right. nationalistic what is nationalistic in the first place I mean, I see. I mean, there are so many Filipinos back in the Philippines. They never left the country, but are yeah. they doing anything? No. When he leaves the country, if he does, okay, and I'd let him live the life. I mean, if I mean, if I, 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 I mean, I, he has the right to that. I would say. I was actually telling my sister that two things could happen if he leaves. Okay, if he leaves the Philippines and he finds that the Philippines is not a world for him then perhaps he might stay wherever country he's going. Okay. Another possibility is um, he goes to a foreign country and realizes, hey, this is something great. I can bring it back to the Philippines, yes. right? So, but before you actually decide on that, don't already fix him in a place where in this he could not, grow, he he go, could not right. grow as a person or mind if he feels there's beyond. Like okay. because like any living creature, right? If you limit that creature to have a space that he knows he can go beyond, either that person doesn't grow or that person or, or that that living thing dies. Yep. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I have nothing against staying in the Philippines. Like me myself, I could I I, I know myself, I adapt easily. You throw me in the river, I'll survive kind of okay. thing. You know? If, <laughs> Don't jump, okay? Uh, we're, I, I won't. we're literally in just I the won't. River. They might catch us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Singapore. Okay. But you know, um, I know for a fact that if I'm doing already 10 things somewhere, if I go back to the Philippines, I might end up 
doing just five things, yeah. I might feel like I'm gonna die. You know, that kind of thing. I'm not saying there's not much opportunities in the Philippines. I still believe having opportunities is is a point of view and subjective. You know, the kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it depends on the person. It's what you see from what it is. Exactly. It can be glass half full, glass so, half empty, whatnot. But right now, I'm in that stage where in, I know that if I go back, there are a lot of things I still want to do. If you're going to ask me, do I want to stay in Singapore? I might even still go somewhere. I don't know. Kay. I'm still in that, you know, adventure stage. Nice. So, so yeah, so that's my view on that. Um, there will be people who will argue that, um, oh, you should you shouldn't leave the country. That's why okay. that's why that's why um, the Philippines is is going down the drain because of people like you leaving. You know, there's a lot of debate on that. Right. But I think at the end of the day, you ask yourself what's important to you. Uh-huh. You know, what's um, what is it that you want to explore? What is it that you want to learn? What is it you want in life? I'm probably one of the common. I personally am probably like one, like everybody else here. I still don't know exactly what is that yeah. one thing, yeah. you know. But one thing for sure, I know I'm this person who still wants to explore more, and yeah. I know for a fact that whatever I'm exploring, it's beyond the Philippines. Absolutely, you know. So, but but at the end I of the day, you represent. You represent. Oh yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons I do my job right to the best that I can because I know. To some extent, as much as Singaporeans in general, they look beyond race. To some extent, I still tell myself, "Hey, I'm still representing the, the yeah. flag." Yeah, Absolutely. you know. So I still have to be. I have to be decent. I have to be nice to people. Correct. I have to. And other than the fact that I really want to, you know. Absolutely. You know, so and there. Just be competitive. All right, Taj. Unfortunately, as much as I want to do more, we're out of time. But uh, huh. for uh, any tip, really, for those people just uh, wanting to excel abroad, like what you've done. Um, I guess. Uh, in 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 any before we before you answer, I have one last question. Sorry, my, my bad, guys. Uh, so if if you're about to turn this off, don't don't yet. <laughs> What's the best advice you've gotten uh, when you did all these things? Take it as an adventure, and which you followed through. <laughs> I know, and um, don't take don't easily bend when things get tough. Got it. Things will Persist. get tough. Yeah. It will get tough. And it's a lot easier to to just give up and go for what's easy because that's what's comfortable. But and it's so easy. And don't always find yourself defending why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. When you find yourself in a situation where you're just doing things and you don't feel the need to explain yourself, that's freedom. Like that's really freedom. Um, I already found myself in a situation where in okay people will keep talking I'm like yeah you're okay I'm not gonna say they're right but I'm like I'll try to explain because sometimes their intention is for the person to get your side yeah but if people people always have something to say you know so it's worth it whatever (laughs) and just just be grateful for everything you have absolutely you know just be thankful yeah all right so what's your message for again Filipinos that wanna start their career abroad and excel like what you did uh, quick message for those flips or Filipinos that we have out there. Try it out. Just do it. I even encourage if you to the parents who could afford it, if you could even send your kids, and not just about working, just literally living abroad. If you could afford it, send your kids abroad to study. Yeah. Because it just opens them. It just opens everybody as a human. Absolutely. And we have so many Hustle Share episodes already where, you know, like... Uh, Brian Koo of, of, of he's a president of Grab but mm-hmm. look at the indelible mark he's done he studied here in NUS mm-hmm. and yeah. look at what he took Grab 
from what it was, there he went know. from door to door, and you can listen to that episode separately. Just look back um, of how he went door to door. But the skills he learned here is is what prepared him for that. And yeah. It, yeah, it just opens your mind. It opens your heart. It opens you as a person. Yeah, and it makes you. You know what they say, right? When you're learning, you actually realize there's a lot more to learn. It's the same thing. Correct. You go out. We're not as great as we think. I mean, I mean it the other way. Okay, you're a great person for sure. You have potential and all these yeah. things. But sometimes you become less self-centered. You become more understanding of other people. Yeah. You become more open and resilient. So, yeah, learn, expose yourself, know people. Yeah. You know, it's it's and and live life. Just 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 be happy and be thankful. Yeah, and lift some weights like Todd just doing. Ah, every yeah. Time. yeah. I try. try. <laughs> CrossFit is life. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay, we're not. That's yeah. a different talk show. Yeah, but I understand. <laughs> but no, but Todd is a very good shape at the end of it. That's how you de-stress. Is it? Oh, thank you. Yeah, you are in such great shape. Like thank I am. Thank you. Round I is a shape, and yeah, that's yeah. my shape. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but you have more curves than I do. Oh, if so. you make me talk about fitness, yeah. No, that's no, what that's I'm on a different episode. Yeah, that's we'll a different create episode, another podcast yeah. for that. Oh yeah. Uh, deadlift is life. And what? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Taj, thank you very much. And again, guys, if you like this episode, please don't forget to shed our some love. We're wrapping up season one. So this is your time to give us some feedback so that whatever you guys tell us will be automatically included on season two. Oh, All right. before I go, before we go, yep. I just want to say, like, I'm so proud of thank how you, far you've you. come. I'm so happy. Oh, people should have seen me when I saw you like earlier at Starbucks, <laughs> right? Like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, so. Taj. And again, you without your... Your, your break that you gave me in that first job I wouldn't have ever made here you owe it to yourself yeah you so. really do no but again thanks for that and again guys if you like this episode please don't forget to message us give us some feedback because we need it and join the hustle share community on Facebook and message us in our chatbot m.me slash hustle share powered by chatbot ph this is again uh, Todd thank you thank you Ronster and I'll see you guys in the next episode thanks everybody peace